Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Networks. Uh, good to have you with us, Jeff DeForest and Michael Luby Lubitz, on what figures to be a glorious weekend, especially for the degenerate in all of us, because the single greatest wagering event of the year, the annual, I mean, uh, just uh, gift that is given to uh, all degenerate gamblers, is the opportunity to wager on a wide-open Kentucky Derby. And uh, this is as wide-open as any I have ever seen. And uh, you can go uh, all the way back throughout the history of the race. Now, we know at one time it was considered a graveyard for favorites. Uh, If you were a chalk player, they were carrying you out of the arena in a body bag. And uh, then uh, the last uh, decade or so, Uh, It's just been a series, a sea of gagging milk of magnesia like chalk. The favorites have been winning like never before. So uh, we we don't know exactly when that trend is going to end. But uh, if ever you were going to see a spell like that start to break up a little bit, it would be with this year's race where I I do believe, though, uh, what was uh, Mike Battaglia, the morning line maker, Mike Luby Lubitz on blotter acid when he made this morning line. I know you're not a big uh, horse racing guy, but uh, everybody's like 30 to 1 except for a couple of horses in here. And many horses that are in that category of being right now considered to be balloons. Balloons. I mean, these are bombs, uh, almost everybody. And, and and that's one of the great things about the Kentucky Derby, especially, uh, and the Breeders' Cup is like this also, where, where you're getting 15 to 1, 20 to 1, 30 to 1 on horses that have uh, won nothing but black type stakes races and, you know, are, are on like three, four way race winning streaks. And yet you're getting tremendous odds because they're all getting together and nobody knows exactly, you know, what kind of mad scramble that this race is going to turn out to be. You need a lot of racing luck to win a race. You have to have a good horse. And you're also looking at horses that are trying to do something that they've never done before which is not necessarily easy to dope out uh, just by looking at breeding and uh, all the different uh, numbers that are attached to uh, whether or not uh, a horse is capable of going a mile and a quarter at the age of three when uh, they've never raced that distance before. And it's a distance you don't see outside of these classic races. You don't see mile and a quarter races all that often in the United States. If you go to a 10 race car at any local track, rarely will you see a race at a mile and a quarter. So the Derby is an exception and, uh, you know, it's a tremendous tradition, but as a betting entity, Mike Louie Lewitz, if you were ever inclined to throw a few bucks on this thing, I, I hope you're going to get involved. I mean, oh, even though sure. you're, you're certainly not a sick degenerate gambler, but you do understand it, but, uh, this is a chance to make a gigantic score. And, uh, I'm wondering if we defer on this one and there have been some messages sent Luby from the gods of gambling. Have you been receiving any of these messages? I have or, not, uh, but I'm curious to hear about yours. Well, I mean, there's an obvious one uh, in this uh, particular edition of the Derby. I'm not sure what to make of it. Uh, we ran it by Kate and Bradar, and uh, she's an outstanding handicapper and, uh, you know, as knowledgeable a thoroughbred racing person as you'll find anywhere, who, of course, is a commentator for TVG and uh, works uh, with many other networks. You've seen her in uh, so many different roles and capacities, but uh, when it comes to picking the races, uh, nobody better uh, than Kate Brader. Uh, always a very thorough analysis uh, on this thing. She threw this horse out 
had said, uh, you know, maybe, not impossible to see, but uh, nonetheless, out of my equation. So uh, we'll see. Uh, You were uh, witness, not not necessarily to the uh, specific race itself, but the following year uh, to an example of when I ignored all of the obvious signs (laughs) that were being just put right in front of my face from the gods of gambling uh, about a horse. And this goes back to the 2009 Derby when mine that bird under the uh, great uh, Kentucky jockey Calvin Burrell. I guess uh, Calvin's uh, of Cajun descent there, but uh, spent most of his career riding at Churchill Downs and Kentucky racetracks and amassed uh, an enormous number of victories. He's among the uh, leaders all time in terms of uh, wins, but he was at the tail end of his career, and he's riding a 50-to-1 shot called Mind That Bird in the Kentucky Derby. Now, he had just triumphed the day before on Rachel Alexandra, who was the outstanding filly, who, of course, went on to win the Preakness. Yep, yep. After uh, not running in the Kentucky Derby, opting instead for the uh, prelim there on the Friday before the Derby. And it's going to be run today also, the Kentucky Oaks, which uh, looms as another uh, somewhat wide open race. Now, the forecast is not favorable today yeah. for uh, the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, and talking with Kate and Brainar on our uh, Defo show earlier this morning, she said uh, the prediction is for pouring rain. Making you wonder, yeah. Mike Luby Lubitz, if there's a prop bet on how Johnny Weir will wear his hair. <laughs> or if we'll even see his hair, or will we see Johnny Weir? But who's the young gymnast? Uh, and, and she has a, an excellent personality. They actually work very well together. Uh, Johnny Weir and the gymnast, uh, the young lady that he works uh, with. I don't know. Kind of a smallish. Well, I guess that's odd to say. That's like uh, describing a, a circus midget as smallish. Uh, no, uh, you know, you uh, ha- have, uh, you know, a, a gymnast. Uh, she was uh, with, with uh, you know, one of the uh, U.S. Olympic teams. It uh, was, was fairly prominent, but was not like, you know, the top, top star. And uh, she, uh, oh, oh, she, she she actually does a, a very Wait, good job. Or was she Tara, the skater? Was it was it Tara Lipinski? Is not that, Lipinski, uh, is, the other one, the one, the blonde She's not a gymnast. One, right? She was a skater also, right? Yeah, the blonde. Dang, I know you're talking Tara about. Tara Lipinski. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah they're both Tara skaters. Lipinski. What am I talking about? I know nothing about this. Anyway, uh, there should be a prop bet on, on what he will wear. I mean, what, what level of outrageousness uh, uh, he, cool. he will, because uh, they, they always have him on the uh, Derby uh, telecast yep, now, yep. which uh, seems like an odd fit. Johnny Weir, yeah. Olympics, one thing. I mean, okay, he's a skater. He, he knew what he was talking about. Lipinski, of course, uh, very uh, adept and knowledgeable in that area. But, uh, you know, I mean, Kentucky Derby, I mean, are, are you taking your horse uh, selections from Johnny oh, Weir? No. You may as well, right? And this one, this is a dartboard, my friend. <laughs> Well, that funny thing is talking about, and we had uh, Kate and Brady on, and she's great analyst for TVG that has done stuff with uh, NBC as well. Um, and you, you talked about it. Our buddy Mike Mayo. We, we've had a lot of people talking about the race. So I've written down some of the names that you guys have thrown out there, and I'm curious of the names that you all have thrown out there. Who are the ones you are actually are interested in? So between Cyberknife, Barber Road, Messier, Charge It, Zandon, Taiba. Whatever, however you pronounce that, the one Mike Mayo, our friend, was talking yeah. about. Of these six names, what are the ones you would focus on? Because I, I will be with you at a track, the great Hylia Park down here in South Florida. So I will definitely be getting in on it. And you know me, I'll throw money on a bunch of different horses. What are the ones of those six, if not more, that you're focusing on? Because I actually do want to have a better idea of what I'm supposed to be doing tomorrow. Uh, not that I recommend this, uh, but uh, you cannot ignore the uh, favorite here, Zandon. 
Zandon, okay. Or Zandone, who uh, has, uh, you know, distinguished himself well enough to be installed uh, by this Michigan Mike Battaglia, the morning <laughs> line maker, at, at three to one. Uh, probably have a, a better indication of what's going to happen later on today. Okay. Because I believe this is a case where, because the morning line is so askew from what anybody thinks is logical, Mm-hmm. that uh, you're going to need to kind of take a look at, at what horses get bet in the pre-derby betting that's going to take place today okay. at various uh, paramutual facilities and betting sites. I mean, the money's going to be pouring in today on the derby, so uh, you'll have to see. I mean, uh, if a horse that's 30 to 1 all of a sudden is 6 to 1, mm. that's worth taking a look at. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm going with a friend of mine, and, and uh, you know, this gets into the signs from the gods of gambling. Yes. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this 2009 Derby. Uh, so so what happens to me? I'm at the Derby. We're staying in a, a hotel, a Red Roof Inn, that's normally like $29 a night, and it's $5.99 a night. <laughs> we're cramming three guys in there. Uh, I, I go to a party with uh, our friend Jersey Kyle the night before. We, we managed to uh, crash a party, literally. It was like wedding crashers, uh, a big social event that was taking place. And uh, we got absolutely hammered there on the free booze. We weren't driving, so uh, that was okay. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I came back completely out of it. Uh, woke up uh, the next day and uh, did a radio show where we attempted to. We had all kinds of technical difficulties, as you remember, getting on the air. We eventually, like, plugged into a little toaster somewhere in the track kitchen and somehow got our equipment to work and got a show off. And uh, who walks by while we're there in the morning? And I remember looking at this guy and saying, uh, who's that? How did he even get on a backstretch? And then somebody mentioned to me that it was a trainer, Chip Woolley. Oh, wow. And that he had a horse uh, in the derby, mine that bird, who was uh, like some horse from Sunland Park in New Mexico that had no shot whatsoever and was going to be a complete bomb. (laughs) Okay. So later that day, after doing the radio show, I go back to the hotel, uh, this Red Roof Inn, uh, you know, that uh, was $5.99 a night couple of miles uh, from the uh, track there, but uh, we walked it back and forth. So I walk back uh, to the room. I, I crash for a little while. I wake up. I turn on the TV. And who's being interviewed about this, uh, you know, supposed, uh, you know, Cinderella, Man of La Mancha type of story. But uh, Chip Woolley, the trainer that I just saw and, and you know, did not recognize as uh, anybody that was involved in thoroughbred racing or even harness racing for that matter. And uh, he's being interviewed and the horse is being featured on TV. Oh, Do geez. I... Uh, Take note of that. No. Oh, God. <laughs> Later that afternoon, we're at oh, the track, uh, and this is on the Friday before the Derby, and uh, somebody introduces us. Somehow we uh, angle our way into, uh, like, the green room or whatever it was, uh, where or the gold room where all of the, uh, you know, top people are, are hanging out, including the agent for Calvin Burrell, who uh, is telling us about Rachel Alexandra, and uh, he never mentions never mentions that uh, he's also riding in the derby mind that bird mm. but uh, there's another sign there because i yep. mean we're talking yep. to the guy and do we ask him what about calvin's mountain the derby no we oh. never mention it he never <laughs> mentions it we've seen woolly on the backstretch we've seen woolly on tv we've talked to the agent of the jockey and uh, when it comes to round to uh, saturday uh, what what do we do we whiff completely no, not even two bucks no, on mind that no, bird oh, no. All the signs were there. Why Why are we seeing this oh, man? Why is he geez. in front of us constantly? So the horse boogies and comes up the rail and, and wins by like five lengths, pays $108, and we got squat. All right? That was that year. Yes. And uh, this year, though, I, I, I'm seeing a sign here, and I'm not sure how to interpret it. 
okay. on Messier. Yep. Because who is featured prominently on whatever that is uh, that they call the intermission? Yeah. Is it ESPN? And, yeah, and, and ESPN. whose face is right in the middle of the three-man crew that's analyzing oh. with Steve Levy? And uh, who's the, the other guy they have uh, yeah, on? Uh, Chelios, Chris Chelios. Oh, it's Chelios. Okay, I didn't even know that. All right, good for you. Yeah, I didn't know. I just know Levy and then this gentleman. But but he stands out because he's very recognizable. It's yes, like yes. seeing Bruce Willis in a movie. It's Mark yes, Messier. It's Messier, who I haven't seen in, in years. So it's funny. Years, right? Yeah, All years. of a sudden, he's on TV constantly. Years. And there's a horse named uh, in his honor that's running in a derby. So uh, I don't know what to make of that. Kate and Brader threw him out. But she's not a believer in uh, matters of the occult, which, uh, you know, you ask me who I like. Uh, I, I am depending strictly on, uh, you know, uh, matters, uh, you know, that, that are beyond our control in terms of, uh, you know, logic and and reading the racing form and, and thinking, well, I'm going to use Barber Road in all of my exotic wagers, Libby. How about that? Barber Road, the 14 ball. Nice. So if you ask me who I'm going to play, and, and then uh, I like any number of other horses. I, I don't know that you can ignore the obvious and uh, exclude Zandon, who my friend Piscataway Ray uh, is going to play on top in a trifecta key with three other horses for five bucks a shot, a total of 30, all keying off Zandon to win the race, uh, continuing this uh, sea of gagging chalk favorites uh, that have won uh, the Kentucky Derby. It's never been an overwhelming uh, favorite, and this horse is likely to pay a decent price if you like him because uh, he uh, you know, is in a field of 20 there where uh, people feel anybody can win. And I think uh, by accident, so I, I now have to use this horse, I, I threw the 12 in there, uh, Taiba, who uh, we, we uh, heard from Mike Mayo, the gambling gourmet, one of our contemporaries on the Defoe show. And uh, he, he was saying this horse has the two fastest, uh, the buyer speed rating, I, I think is a significant statistic. And, uh, you know, is very much uh, like uh, Bill James was with Baseball Abstract. Uh, it, it's a number that... Uh, Andy Byer, the uh, writer for the Washington Post, uh, came up with, uh, and he used them as his personal speed figures. They've been published in a daily racing form now, I want to say, probably, what, upwards of 20 years, maybe longer. And, uh, you know, it, it's not like the horse with the highest buyer speed figure last out is necessarily the winner. A any handicapper knows that uses these kind of guides. Uh, the rags and sheets are always consulted. Uh, they kind of work on the opposite end, where the lower the number, the better. Uh, the chances are, uh, that as uh, the numbers would dictate, that that horse has to win a race. But uh, the buyer speed figure, if you look at it in general and, and you see a race where a couple of the horses are running in the 80s, let's say, Luby, and uh, nobody else in the race has ever posted a, a buyer speed figure higher than, say, 67, those two horses uh, that, that have been running in the 80s are not necessarily going to run one, two, but yeah. uh, one of the two is most likely to yep. win the race. Yep, that's what it feels when like. When you see that much of a discrepancy. Yep. And then, you know, you also have to take into account that at horses that have a top performance last time out, and maybe they run like a, a huge number in the Andy Byer speed figure case, maybe they run like a 104. Uh, those horses sometimes bounce off of those performances, much like the Washington Capitals did last night. Yep, yep. So, um, you know, uh, you could put up a, a real big number and, and then, you know, some people will take the angle that, uh, okay, that, that's a negative because th this horse is not likely to duplicate that performance in the very next race. Maybe a couple of races down the road, whatever. Yeah. So um, this horse, though, has the fastest uh, speed figures, uh, has two, like, outstanding speed figures in the two races it's run. And by mistake, I thought this was the Japanese horse that Kate and Brain I was talking about. Yeah, which one is the Japanese horse, actually? That's a, that's that would be the seven ball. 
Okay, what is the name? Did you remember? Uh, the name? That is Crown Pride. Oh, that's another one I have to look at. Crown Pride. Crown so uh, Pride. I think okay. uh, the three horses I'm going to play are, uh, well, four horses I gave you. The 7, 10, 12, and 14. I'm going to box those horses. 7, 10, 12, 14. And uh, we're going to throw another one in there for a $60 total bet uh, on the uh, trifecta box. But I'll be using those four horses uh, in a race, if you wanted to know, and uh, probably none of them will hit the board. (laughs) All right, we got what we needed last night uh, on the hockey front here. Uh, Being a South Floridian, uh, and uh, Luby and I both uh, were rooting for the Panthers. We have a bet uh, with a friend of ours, uh, dinner at a very uh, pricey restaurant that uh, also happens to be outstanding. Uh, And he believes that the Panthers will not get out of the first-round series. Now, he gets off to a good start. They lose game one. They look lackluster, listless, uh, nothing like they did uh, all season long when they had the best year of any team in hockey. And uh, last night uh, was with uh, great uh, trepidation that I stepped into the sports bar to meet this gentleman and watch game two with uh, him and some of our listeners and fans. And I I, I was fairly confident that the uh, Panthers would bounce back. And this is what happens in the NHL, right? You had a, a few home teams lose their first game. They came right back and shellacked the team in the second game, and uh, that's what transpired last night with the Panthers uh, in their series uh, against the Washington Capitals, the Ovechkin-led Capitals. Uh, I believe Wilson didn't play for the Capitals last night. No, he was out. He's, he's always a big catalyst uh, for uh, anything uh, that they do, whether it's, uh, you know, the dirty play that he exhibits and or uh, just uh, being a scoring catalyst, which, I mean, not exactly the quintessential goon. A guy whose tactics are as dirty as Grayson Allen was as a Duke player. Honestly. Where, you know, he stopped just short. Uh, I think Coach K, even at one time, gave him a foreign object to stuff in his trunk. <laughs> he's gone for the brass knuckles there. You know what? He's used this tactic before. It's amazing to me that the referee can't spot it right away. But, oh! Right? And the next thing you know, there's Dusty Rhodes laid out on the mat there, uh, having, uh, you know, questions uh, whether or not he'll ever be able to speak at an octave level that is uh, somewhere uh, below soprano. Never. <laughs> all of a sudden he's going to sound like a ventriloquist that was uh, doing his voice for him <laughs> exactly yeah so you know a, a dirty play and that's that's wilson but also is a catalyst in, in scoring but uh they had nothing last night flat is a uh, parisian runway model the uh, capitals and, and then uh, we were watching that ranger game also rangers and the penguins and uh, the rangers did the same thing they kind of controlled the game from the outset and uh, came back after that real real uh, tough overtime loss in game one at Madison Square, and uh, they beat the Penguins. So that series is at 1-1. In fact, uh, it seems like uh, everybody is 1-1 with uh, the exception of what? Carolina uh, was up 2-0 yeah, on the Bruins. Uh, no, the one series, I think it's the Avalanche. Or maybe maybe the Avalanche is the oh, The other Avalanche, series. I think, are up 2-0. That's the also. other series. So there's two series that are 2-0, and one of them being the Avalanche, who actually did get pushed to overtime last night. So those of us who are keeping an eye on the other team that was fighting for the President's Trophy in... Uh, Hockey, the Avalanche got pushed by the Predators, unlike game one, but they did come out on top 2-1 in overtime. All right, and uh, we have the NBA playoffs. There were no NBA games None. last night? What the hell is that? It's, I, I find it strange because the Heat are literally playing on one day off. The other series will end up getting three because they wanted those games on Saturday for primetime purposes, I guess. This is all TV? Has nothing yeah, to do yeah, with but they don't, availability? Nothing. And I guess these games that are on, like, well, the Heat series is right now 2-0. The Suns is 2-0. So I guess it's not compelling, whereas the Warriors, Grizzlies is 1-1. 
The Celtics, Bucks has won one, so I guess you want that in a more primetime spot, but still, that's... So you're giving those teams extra days off? I mean, I guess yeah. as a Heat fan, it's in the Heat's favor because MB, the more time off, the better it is. So if you're the Heat, who are have uh, the momentum... He's, uh, he's out for game three, by the way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you had the extra days, maybe he'd play, whereas now he's not. It's just weird to me. Like, I don't remember them giving extra days like that. Like, that's a little strange. Very bizarre schedule, and I, I don't know if it's a lack of respect for the Miami Heat, who uh, were the number one seed coming out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, their series not all that compelling because Doc Rivers blew it flat out. Doc Rivers cost the 76ers uh, another year uh, in the process has been wasted, and you have to think that at this point the process has uh, come oh, to somewhat of an end. Failed. <laughs> has it not? That if they ever win a championship, it won't be the result of the process. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a, a result maybe of the residue of the process, <laughs> but uh, this 20-year process that they've been waiting since Dr. J was a kid. Exactly. To fix the Philadelphia 76ers uh, is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd rather uh, have somebody show up my door as a process server. Yeah, exactly. And endure the process uh, if you're a Philadelphia 76er fan. But uh, uh, to leave Embiid in that game, still despicable. Should have been on the bus, not even on the bench. And uh, the Toronto Raptors down 29, four minutes to go. And a guy gets uh, hit in the eyeball with an elbow. And uh, now is out for the third game of the series, which uh, makes you think that the Heat are slight favorites tonight. I, I don't think the number is large enough to discourage me from thinking. And it looks almost like a sucker bet type of number, doesn't it, uh, Luby? I believe the Heat are favored by three and a hook. Is that possible? I'm seeing three and a hook. I'm seeing three and they a are on the road. Yeah, Maxie's played well. You're thinking maybe Harden will put Harden it all together can't for wake one game. Up, huh? I mean, Harden I really know. does. He, he looks like Buttermean Nash out Well, that's there, the thing. He? Is he's overweight and he's older. And he's taken, I don't know if he's taking a lot of hits. They would like to say that he's taking a lot of hits. I don't think he has. I mean, he plays, he gets to the middle, but a lot of it's bullshit. But um, he's played somewhat physical offensively most of his career. So he's on the, he's in his 30s and he's put on a lot of weight. He's not the same dude. Like the, the national no. media keeps wanting he, to he wait for him. He can't blow by Max Struess. He can't. And Struess is the Heat's worst defender. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. so, I mean. Max Struess is covering James Harden. Yeah, and he's he doing a great job. Yeah. <laughs> like, he has to flail his arms in the air and pretend he got fouled on a three. Unbelievable. He's not getting those calls. So that's the thing is, I don't know. I mean, I, as a gambler, that's a really small number. From Isn't it? I mean, it does seem very modest considering that they just won, you know, by double digits. In the last game, and, uh, you know, uh, Philadelphia was competitive for a while, but uh, the depth of the heat is overwhelming uh, for a, a very now, uh, you know, weak supporting cast there for uh, not even their big star. Well, and that's, uh, what the, that, that's what we're seeing in this series is the Sixers actually are hanging around when you're going, you know, yeah. early in the game when everyone has their energy. But that happens in an NBA exactly. game. Exactly. Yeah. That's where the depth comes into play is in the second half. The one team just keeps bringing out. Like, Victor Oladipo is a two-time All-Star. Like, he's had injuries. And, and a remarkable comeback exactly. story. The way Exactly. But you're bringing him off the bench. I mean, and the, the Sixers are bringing off the guys I've never heard of. The, yes. the, the body of Danny Green, like... I mean, what are you going to, like, and that's at that point eventually wears off. And then Harden, they're not even playing him in the fourth quarters. He's so gassed that they're like, eh. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't get too high as a fan, but if you're analyzing the game, it's, it's hard to see. Look, they may steal one just because the Heat have had issues keeping focus on the road. They have. So, getting a sweep, I, I don't see that for the Heat. But you would think if the Heat are smart, you want to go up 3-0, and then you have house money the rest of the way. 
Yeah, uh, Danny Green uh, now is uh, my version of Kyle Carver, who I never saw make a shot, even though he's an outstanding three-point shooter. And has a reputation. Uh, you would think he was Robert Army, but uh, every time I see Green take a shot now, he misses it. Yeah, it's almost airball. He's not He's yeah. not the guy that killed the Heat as, with the San Antonio Spurs, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he's a different ball player than he was uh, years ago and uh, can't be necessarily relied upon. So he'll probably hit like eight threes in a game tonight as Philadelphia wins by two. (laughs) And we have recommended everybody's money go up in smoke by saying that it looks like a bogus (laughs) phony line there. Forget about our derby picks, people. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, We're going to be off the board with all four of those choices we gave you. Because, you know, unless, of course, uh, I don't know, I, I see the Heat winning. Uh, this ball game tonight, uh, you're right, uh, out of uh, the two home games, maybe they throw in a stinker yep. in game four and come back and wrap it up in game five. But uh, no challenge uh, due to Doc Rivers leaving uh, <laughs> out on the court to get knocked out of the second series so that he could knock his team completely out of the playoffs and, and not even be questioned or challenged on it. Uh, okay, yeah. Doc, yeah, no, what does Doc Rivers have on people that nobody questions the stupidity I know, of uh, this level of self-sabotage when uh, and, and as we were saying, only Gino Ariema would have had his yep. stars in the game at that point. Only Gino. Honestly. And that's why he's it. coaching women's basketball and not in the NBA. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I know nothing against women's basketball. I don't mean it's to be fine. disparaging in any uh, you know way or form, but uh, he's fine there. He's great. He's dynamic. But, uh, you know, you, you can't do that. You, you can't be this dumb. Yep. And uh, Doc Rivers was, was every bit of that. I don't care, uh, you know, how they excuse it away. It's inexplicable that you would have had Embiid, who was injured throughout the series, on the floor, up 29 with four minutes to go, when uh, that's a completely non-losing situation. It's uh, it's a no-brainer. I mean, uh, you, you just play your scrubs. Let them get a little, uh, you know, a running uh, chance at being in the box score. And what happens if they cut it to nine? You bring your starters back in? You had to? I don't know. I mean, uh, there's no way. that They're just, uh, from a mathematical standpoint it was impossible for them to rattle off enough points to overcome a 29 point deficit and it's never been done before no matter who they had in the game as we said they could have brought in iverson and and it would have been all right all right uh we're gonna run hey you guys have a great weekend thanks for tuning in good luck on your derby picks Uh, i don't know if we gave you any special insight into that that was a lot of rambling but i have been seeing a lot of messier and uh just uh, as a a co-warning on that uh, a little bit of a disclaimer uh kate and brain our outstanding handicapper said uh don't worry about it those signs are from the wrong gods. They're not from the gods of gambling. They're from the uh, gods of losing. And uh, this horse will be off the board. Uh, Luby, you have a great time over the you weekend. Well, uh, we'll see everybody you. again on Monday. Uh, check us out, the Defo Show. Uh, just Google the Defo Show, D-E-F-O. Yes. And uh, you can get all of our uh, material there. Uh, we had an hysterical time uh, this morning on the program. And that'll be in the archives there. You can punch that up at any time if you're a Believe fan and a fan of After Hours. And uh, Five Reason Sports Network also uh, carries our material. And uh, that is something you can uh, simply log on to and uh, find our stuff right there as well. All right. uh, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Good luck on your derby wagers and uh, all of your adventures over the weekend. We'll see you Monday, and we'll leave you with the thought that uh, even if you're betting the biggest bomb in the field, like mine, that bird, you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segretto here. You know, since day one, Catholic Health Services has been part of old school. And since we've started letting people know about them, it's changed their lives. You see, Catholic Health Services, while being recognized as one of the top places for stroke rehab in the country, it's also about a group of people who not just excel in what they do, from the doctors to the nurses to the therapist, on and on and on. It's how they do what they do every single day that separates them from the pack. 
They do it with a passion, unmatched, and the inclusion of family in every step of the process. Trust me when I tell you this. If you want the best unmatched rehab with a special group of skilled, caring people, there is truly only one place, and that one place is Catholic Health Services. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play. When you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.